on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast. The Bolts start the new year right. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 28 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how you doing on this lovely Wednesday evening? I'm definitely uh, hanging in there, I guess. How are you? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm twofold right now because I'm pumped for a little USA-Canada coming up tonight. Pumped for a little Tampa-Chicago. But at the same time... I've been fasting for 24 hours, and I know what you're thinking. Man, Mike, a new resolution? That's awesome. Great job. No, no, no. I just haven't been able to eat today. Um, Not great. And, and I'm, I'm hungry. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, thanks for better. I had Chick-fil-A. I mean, that, yeah, sure, that makes me feel better. Love okay, that. good. It was, it was a very good. Oh, I had it last night. So good. Dude, so it, it, good. I haven't had it in, like, weeks, so... To get it after my torturous events from today, it, it you know helped me feel feel a little better. Chick Fil A should sponsor the Bulls broadcast. That's what I'm saying. Been saying it for years, decades even. Like, what a dream come true! Just give me a spicy chicken sandwich, some waffle fries. Ah, uh, dude, what what do they like put in the waffle fries? Because like I'm not even a huge potato guy. Like I like like fries like some mashed potatoes but like baked potato type stuff you know don't really do i, I just potatoes in general like they're you know they're they're good and not unreal but then a couple things are just very good and then waffle fries from chick-fil-a are just otherworldly like like what the hell do they do to them the first two three times i've had or i had waffle fries i thought yeah, this is, it's a fry i didn't really think much of it still thought mcdonald's were better uh the more and more i have Chick-fil-A waffle fries, the more and more I think they're the best fries to ever grace the universe. Absolutely, 100%. And that paired with the Chick-fil-A sauce? Mm. So uh, good. It's it's the first thing I eat before. Like, I eat all my fries before I get into my sandwiches. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the, the little pouches keep the sandwiches so warm. It makes sense. Exactly. So I might as well eat those before they get cold. Exactly. Well, we hope you had a great new year. Uh, as you know, we went on a little bit of a break. Um, you know, that's all Chase's fault. You can blame him yep, for that. Yep, de- definitely all mine for making Mike go to Colorado and not bring his equipment anywhere. Colorado is pretty sick. Can't lie. Uh, and then I, I did get sick one night because I didn't have enough fluids in me. And when you're 9,000 feet above sea level, no, that's what happens, but pretty good time. Uh, oh God, I'm yawning. Sorry. Happy to hear that though. How was your holidays, Chase? Sorry, I'm still yawning. Oh my gosh! Well, I'm tired. Um, yeah, the, 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 the pain meds get me. Yes, in case you, in case you guys haven't realized, today was today was a battle for Chase, but nonetheless, the, you know the holidays were good. New Year's was definitely an event. Um, you know, was, uh, my family we celebrate <laughs> Christmas, and Christmas was you know it, it was good. I, I enjoyed. it. I had a good time. Good good seeing friends, family. Ate you know hell a lot of Christmas cookies, desserts. You know, it just it, it it was very good. It was nice and relaxing. Didn't really have much going on with my team, so I was able to kind of get two weeks to just kind of reset, so it was good. And you were so incredibly blessed because you got to see me, so. Yeah, that that was, that, that did happen, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. All right, well, on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about a new extension for the Bolts. 
Going to be going over a little game review, game preview after the commercial break. Talk about some news from around the league. And then we do got to talk about the old World Junior Championship. We are currently in the semifinals. Hopefully USA takes it over Canada tonight. But I'm going to be honest, I'm not too confident. But before we hop into all that, let's talk about Nick Perbix as he gets a nice two-year extension here in Tampa. Yep, two years, uh, 2.5 or 2.25 million, excuse me, over those years. Um, so it's a 1.125 a year. I mean, kids aren't. He's been playing really well. He's, he's stepped up, um, really filled a nice role for us. And it's, you know, a little unexpected. I was hoping he could be in an NHL, obviously, down the road. Maybe he was going to need a little more work this year, but he's really done really well. He's, he's stepped up, so it's well-deserved. It's good to see, and who knows? I, I know it's only a two-year deal, but maybe starting next year, this could already look like a little bit of a steal for a team that's trying to make a couple more playoff pushes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't expect you know the world out of him, but giving him a two-year extension already shows that he's proven himself to the front office, and he loved to see it. little game review, game preview, Chase. I figured we can just start at the new year. We've played one game since 2023 has hit. We'll start... Tampa Bay versus Chicago. It was a good win for us. We start the new year right as we go up four to one. Yeah, sorry, my app's going horribly slow. I was trying to get it pulled up, but it's just, it's just being being a butt. But I got it open now. We're good. Yeah, it it was it was it was a nice outing. It, it was really a good way to start the year on the road. Uh, you know, the first of a back to back, first of three and four days. So it's nice to get a win. You know, because playing that many games in a couple of days. It's not easy, so you, you just when, when you can kind of get off on the right foot in case you know like game three of that of those four days ends up being a little bit rougher for you. It's good to have a cushion. As it you know, it wasn't a high you know event game. Like there there was five goals, but it wasn't like it was some just just shot after shot type of affair. Um, it was good to see Patty Maroon get on the board. I thought he had had a solid day. Brandon Hagel played very well. Um, you know, it's nice that we can, we can see those guys kind of get rolling and rolling some more too. And it was good for Brandon Hagel. He ended up picking up two points in this game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against his old team, which, which that, you know, that helps me feel even better, too. But he's really been playing a lot better this year. Uh, underwhelmed slightly last year for us, but I'm, I'm happy with, with the strides that he's making. But uh, just, you know, so, like he, he still could be scoring more. Or, don't get me wrong. But uh, nonetheless, the strides he's making, they, they've been good. So hopefully he keeps that rolling. Um, kind of can take we, it's just the team. Keep taking the momentum from this game. Keep turning the right direction. Yeah, and our most surprising player from last year, Nick Paul, he continues to play very well for us. Again, not a guy that we're expecting just a multitude of points out of, but currently sitting at 14 goals. That's something you love to see out of a depth player that has really looked good on this Tampa Bay Lightning team. Yeah, man, he's just kind of like a like a perfect fit. Obviously losing Andy Gord, Andre Palat, um, Barkley Gaudreau, those, those types of guys, it's 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 tough. They they really filter our, our team. They complemented our team so well. Let's go get Nick Paul and have him perform how he has. It's really a breath of fresh air between him, Brandon Hagel's thirty points in the year. You know, Nick Paul's at at twenty two. Like like these guys are playing really well. Um, I can't. You know, I I think Brandon Hagel has, has enough hockey ability where he could be eventually a, a super high scoring guy in this league for in quite a few years. Nick Paul I never really expected this, especially. You know, he's he's kind of in, in his prime, but he's really stepping up. He's playing great. So hopefully he can kind of keep this rolling because this is just a, a huge piece to have when you get to the playoffs that, that this type of scoring with the way he plays, it, it's awesome. And this win puts the bolts on a four game win streak, eight, two and zero in their last 10. We've got a game against Minnesota tonight. Uh, 
obviously by the time this episode comes out, you already know the outcome, so we're not going to preview that. But let's just say we're hoping for a five-game win streak after that. And if that's the case, then we go into Winnipeg on Friday, a team that's been sneaky good. They've been underrated, and that's thanks to Connor Hellebuck, one of the best goalies in the world. If you want to be good at hockey, just have the name Connor somewhere because yeah, Connor Hellebuck is a great goaltender. Has some ups and downs, but at the end of the day, he is a great goaltender. They have Kyle Connor, who is one of the league's most premier forwards, uh, one of the better scorers in the league. Of course, you got Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard, all these guys. So if you want to be good at hockey, just have the name Connor somewhere. What about Connor it, Garland? What's that? Connor Garland? I he was he was awesome in junior. True. <laughs> um, but anyway. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how this one goes because you know it's it is a third and four as I mentioned, so it is a lot, but it should be a fun matchup. Victor Hedman is is rolling at the moment; he's been playing really well. So this big game where he really needs to kind of help neutralize Kyle Connor, and we really need to see Samer, need to see Kucherov, uh, Brain Point, we need to see these guys kind of step up, really pepper Hellbuck, kind of kind of see if you can get him shelled a little bit early, maybe sneak a couple in early, and just kind of take the game from there. This is one where it's better off if you're scoring early. It's just so you can kind of control what happens in the game from there. But you, you can still obviously play this one out and, and battle it. But I would love if Tampa could get an early lead. I think that's the best path to winning. Yeah, and this Winnipeg team is totally different from three years ago. When I think of three years ago, I'm thinking this is a team that can score with the best of them, but they can't keep the puck out of the net because the defense is just atrocious on this Winnipeg team. Not the case any longer as – you know, they still have Kyle Connor and Shifley, but Blake Wheeler's regressed. And um, we saw Patrick Line go over to Columbus. And it's just this team doesn't have the same firepower as it used to, currently sitting average when you look at the power play goals for, but goals against. Thanks to Connor Hellebuck and a revamped defense, this team's really keeping the puck out of the net. You know, they, they got a guy in the back end that's not really like he's talked about, but he's really not talked about enough. That's Josh Morrissey. I mean, 43 points, 38 games. He's a lot more of an offensive threat than he is like a defensive guy, but he's definitely not lost out there defensively. And he's enrolled this year over a point per game on a team that's playing well. It's it's super cool to see. You know, he does a really good job complimenting, you know, some of the other DM on his team, like the Brendan Dillons, the Neil Pionks, the the Dylan DeMellos, those guys that that kind of you know, I, I mean, like going on, Neil Pionks and a bit more offensive guy, but he's been playing well too. But those guys play more two way more defensive, so to have them kind of work with um the hell's his name jesus uh morrissey it, it really provides for a good mix uh, from that back end absolutely and we're hoping that we can come out of these next two games with wins that would put us on a six game win streak our largest win streak of the season so looking forward to that but after the commercial break we're going to be looking forward to talking about some world juniors hockey fans light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, Chase, let's talk about a couple more extensions. We talked about Perbix, but around the league, we've got Joe Pavelski and Jimmy VC. Yeah, so starting off with, with Joe Pa, one year, 3.5 mil with two incentives. Um, 10 games, get a million. 20 games, get another million. And I would assume both those are going to happen. So this is, a, this is a great signing. I mean, Pavelski has been playing great into these latter years of his career. Really fits what this Dallas team is doing, a team that's been you know playing pretty well this year. So I think that's a, that's a good grab for them at that price. And then Jimmy VC, two years, 1.6 total, so 800K a year. He's been playing better um, in the NHL. Still not a big fan of his game. Still triggered that he got the um, got the Hobie Baker over our former classmate, Kyle Connor. Not, not going to lie. The guy who scored like 25 more points than him when he was a freshman. But it's, it's beside the point. Um, he, he's kind of revived his career a little bit. He's playing, playing a lot better, getting a little more trustworthy. So, um, you know, good for him. Yeah, and I think Jimmy VC was the guy that came off the bench for Alexi Lafreniere. As Alexi Lafreniere got benched, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Chase? So, I, I, I'm i not against, you know, ha- having young kid who's struggling kind of sit in the stands, watch a little bit, see if he can, um, you know, rebuild his confidence that way. But at the same time, I'd also rather see young kids play. And if you're going to send them for a game or two, like, that's that's fine. But if it's going to you know, be ex- extended, you either got to send the kid down or see if you can get um, what you consider a good enough haul in the trade. And I wouldn't sell, sell him for cheap. He's still a very talented player, still a first overall pick, still young. I wouldn't be like, oh, just give me two second round picks when we move on. No, I, I still need like like a decent return. So I don't imagine that's happening. I would just send him to the American League, let him get some games in there, let, let him get that confidence back, get a little bit of scoring going. And he maybe he could step up and start playing good again. But to just leave him sitting and not really give him much ice time, I don't think that's good for his development. And the Rangers are horrible at player development, by the way. Yeah, they might be the worst team in the NHL when it comes to player development. I mean, you look at all their top guys, Vitaly Kraftsov, Alexi Lafreniere, like we mentioned, Capocacco, like all of these guys just not getting to the point they need to be, as well as uh, Lias Anderson, who they eventually traded, like, this team, this organization, just hasn't been able to turn these high draft picks into actual good NHL players. And I think it's time to start looking uh, in the development program and really move some stuff up there. Yeah, it's it's got to get figured out because there's just a lot of talent that's going there and, and not working out. The, the guys that you see work out are already kind of either – fairly progressed products or finished products that, that they kind of took in like like Shesterkin they left over in the KHL developed for years Panarin they acquired Zemidjad they acquired um, Jacob Truba they acquired Adam Fox they acquired all these guys w- were you know acquired players and that's fine if that's how you do things but that means when you get a young guy in you got to move him kind of quickly so you can keep getting these already established pieces like that that's that's your only path here if you keep trying to develop these guys and you do it your way that's not working like you're just kind of wasting value there yeah all right well let's not talk about jacob vrana as he clears waivers formerly on detroit now in grand rapids what are we thinking there so really weird situation because given the talent level there's not a single team in the nhl that wouldn't want him on their roster but only like five or six teams could afford him with, with the way his contract is right now with the way their salary caps are so the teams that could put a claim on him were pretty minimal and then we see him go through without getting claimed at all um just a few weeks ago, he was reinstated from 
the player assistance program, which can deal with mental health, substance abuse, whatever he's got going on. And that was good to see that he was able to recover and get the help that he needed. But it seemed like the Red Wings just didn't feel like he was ready enough. He needed some more time to kind of get back into shape. Two weeks wasn't enough. And that can be understandable after being off for as many months as he was, really not getting any training done. So him passing through waivers maybe was the other teams in the league doing the Red Wings a favor and doing him a favor not just trying to steal him when you know he just went through what was a very stressful, um, you know, different time in his life. Maybe that's the case. Maybe Steve Eisman called around and asked if guys could just lay off on him. Or maybe for whatever reason, people just didn't want him. I, I don't I don't know. But regardless, the whole situation, it's it's not really something that we see too often. This this caliber player get sent down. I mean, I couldn't tell you last time that's really happened. So it, it's just a bit strange. Yeah, hoping for the absolute best with Vrana because this guy does have a ton of talent. I mean, when we first saw him break out with the Washington Capitals, we thought, hot damn, this guy's going to be a good player. And he has been for Detroit, but... Um, Hopefully he can get back up soon because I don't like to see players with this much talent down in the AHL. Yes, agreed. All right, Winter Classic, that happened. Uh, Chase, I know you and I didn't necessarily watch it. We saw some replays, but you were watching the football games. I was watching Avatar, The Way of Water. Great movie. Um, but, yeah, it happened. I, I personally stand by my statement that I liked the Penguins fit. I don't mind their yellow helmets whatsoever. I know you're still against them, but horrible, oh, just horrible. If if the if the helmet was the same color as the pants and the gloves, I'm perfectly fine. But I'm a very big proponent on if you're not going the same color for all three, then you have to go with like a white helmet. So if you're going, you know, black or blue, whatever. If you go with the white helmet, it, it's fine. You know, it is what it is. But to go with like a, like a darker blue, black, whatever the hell it was, and then the yellow helmet, it just it it did not look good. It, it looked terrible. I I was in pain looking at it. Yeah, see, that's where we got to respectfully disagree. But I think we could have some really nice Winter Classic jerseys next year. Yeah, I, I'm i really interested to see what's going to happen as we're getting a Seattle Kraken, uh, Vegas Golden Knights outdoor game in Seattle, which it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know there's some teams out there that haven't played in, in the Winter Classic yet that maybe they'd want to get into. But here's the thing. I, I kind of don't care um, about those teams that haven't played outdoor games yet because this is just, it's a great, great plan, great idea for uh, marketing these brand new teams that are still, you know, they still have fans that are that are happy. Um, you know, they, like Vegas, they started off their first year hot, so they still got a great fan base. Seattle, they're, you know, they're still really kind of instituting or ins- installing, I guess is the better word, themselves into the community, into the hockey community, to the Seattle community. And getting something like this is just, it's a huge stride. And they're two teams that I I like their branding overall. Um, Ve- you know, Vegas is I didn't like in the first place, but I've really grown on me, and I love Seattle's. So there could be some some really cool things going. I'm gonna have to guess that Seattle goes with the Metropolitans look. I don't know what the uh, Vegas Golden Knights are gonna do, but it's gonna be a ton of fun when when those start getting released. Yeah, and it can be an exciting game too because we got Shane Wright and we got Maddie Beneers over on Seattle, and then we have the more established team led by Jack Eichel with Vegas. So I, I think this could be a, a very fun matchup, and then, I mean, like you said, the branding has has been great so far. Oh, yeah. All right, let's not talk about the Maple Leafs. Yeah, so interesting situation here. Maple Leafs get a $100,000 fine for traveling on December 26th. So here's kind of what happened. There is... Kind of like a, a travel freeze, roster freeze, that kind of stuff within the NHL. A couple of days before Christmas, and then the day after Christmas as well. It's just to, to kind of hopefully give players more time to spend with their families, that you know that type of stuff. 
But the second it hits December 27th, you're allowed to leave. And teams play on the 27th. Uh, you know, Toronto played a game on the 27th, and they didn't want to leave You know, at like 12.30, get in later. Um, and I think they're going to St. Louis and and try to you know get less sleep and have their schedule changed. So they left at 10.30. The league finds out. league finds them for that. And I really just – I think it's dumb. If you don't want guys in your teams traveling on the 26th, then don't have them play on the 27th because to make – to penalize the players by – making them have less sleep time or to penalize the teams by losing money. It's one or the other. Like it doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. We talked about it in our group chat or maybe it's, is it, was it just a one-on-one? I don't know. I but, don't know. Uh, yeah. We talked about it on Twitter. Just, it makes no sense. Like what's the NHL doing here? You gotta, you know, if you don't want players traveling, don't play games. Simple as that. Yes. Agreed. All right, finally, let's do a little World Junior Championship update. Uh, like I said, big game tonight as we got the U.S. versus Canada. Would have loved to wait till the finals to play Canada, but we already know who's in the finals, and that's a team that's really surprised this year. Yeah, dude, the Czechs, like, they're not just like some Cinderella story. They're just a flat-out good hockey team, and they beat Sweden to move on to the, to the gold medal round, and I... Sweden just loves blowing it in these tournaments. I don't understand. They play so well in the prelims. Like, they have four losses in the last, like, 10 years, 20 years of the hell has been in the prelims. But they have no gold medals. Like, I don't know how this happens. It's crazy. And yet again, they're not going to get a gold medal. And they, they probably don't get bronze because they're, they're playing under the U.S. or Canada. It, it's, it's just it's crazy. But nonetheless... We've got U.S. Canada tonight. Um, you guys will know the result, but I'm very excited for this game. But I also do have a bad feeling Connor Bedard might just put up a, a four points against the U.S. just for the hell of it. Like this kid's just been tearing up this tournament. He's so good. I, it, it really, you know, it really makes you think. Like, well, okay, maybe I want my team to sell every piece they have to try try to go full send on trying to get Connor Bedard. And you know, I've seen people try to minimize his impact, saying. Oh, he's playing against bad teams and putting up all these points. Okay, do you think that Conor McDavid didn't play against bad teams? Do you think Jordan Everly, who had the goal record, didn't play against bad teams? Like, do you think these guys just everyone played star-studded NHL over rosters? No, they didn't. There's always bad teams. There's always teams that you can kind of put up a few points against. So trying to minimize him for playing better than those other guys is just stupid. Makes no sense to me. So we've watched Kid play all tournament, and he's been dominant, and he's obviously the X factor here. I, I really hope. The U.S. can squeak by and, um, you know, go compete for that gold medal, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. I can't lie. Connor Bedard sitting with 21 points. That's 10 above the next guy, that being Logan Cooley with 11. Uh, that's the scary part. Connor Bedard, absolutely electric. However, for the U.S., you got Logan Cooley, Jimmy Snuggerud, and Cutter Gauthier, who have been a fantastic first line for this U.S. team. So really interested to see what happens. Uh, I know when we look on the back end of the U.S., it hasn't been the best play, so we'll have to see what yeah. happens. But um, through the relegation rounds, or not the relegation rounds, excuse me, the preliminary rounds, the U.S. was really scaring me. I didn't think they really had much of a chance. But coming out and smacking Germany 11-1 in the quarterfinals, I'm feeling a little bit more confident, but... Still a little bit nervous. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard not to feel at least a bit nervous, but it, it should be a fun game. And here's kind of what I what I hope happens. Right now, McD- or Bedard, excuse me, sitting at 21 points. Um, 
I want the U.S. to win this game. I want Conor Bedard to get two points, and then I want him to put up nine points against Sweden in the bronze medal game so we can break the scoring record in this tournament because, like, right now he's 10 points shy of, of the record. It's just 31, and it'd be cool to see him break it, but that would probably mean he puts up, like, five points in this game, and I, I definitely don't want to see that. I want, I want to see the U.S. move on. Right. I'm really rooting for the U.S., and I don't know about you, Chase, but this Czech team, like you said, they're actually a good hockey team right now. It's not a Cinderella story. Um, I don't know. This feels kind of like, you know, we've been missing Russia for a while. Uh, this feels like they could just be the Russia replacement as of now. Yeah, they they they, they kind of are. And Russia's obviously going to always put a good team out in, in these tournaments, but the Czechs have just gotten kind of better year by year with hockey. Uh, I've seen it with the Slovaks as well. Obviously, when they were a combined nation, they were playing really well, but they split up, kind of, you know, didn't distribute the hockey talent evenly, but now it's kind of starting to get there, and the Czechs are in a really great spot right now. So it'd be cool to see them continue to develop this way if they're getting more and more NHL draft picks by year. Hopefully, they can just keep it rolling. All right, final question of the episode here for you. The Czechs, we know, are in the finals. We have no idea. Uh, Chase and I have no idea, obviously. You guys would know. But we've got no idea who's going to be in the finals with them, USA or Canada. Give me your winner with both teams making it. Like in both scenarios, do you think the Czechs can beat USA, but Canada dominates them, vice versa? What are we thinking? Well, I don't think it's going to be domination either way around. Um, If I had to say something, I think the... Odds of winning gold are as follows. Canada, the most. Czechia, second most. And then USA, third most. Which which sucks um, because I just it's hard to have a lot of faith in this U.S. team coming into the tournament. The roster wasn't, you know, as much as you'd hope. And they kind of, you know, disappointed in some in some prelim play. Could look a little better. So it's not going to be easy for them. And Canada is just so good and the Czechs are just rolling. So I, I would say it's it's probably in that order. Um if if like it's definitely not possible the US can win this and it's definitely not possible that the Czechs can't beat Canada, but I just I really can't say confidently that it's it's not gonna happen no, in this gold medal game. Well, we're crossing our fingers that the US plays out of their minds in these next two games, but we're gonna go to a quick hockey name of the day and we'll end it after that. We got Stubby Clap. Yeah, man. So Stubby Clap, he is a nineteen seventy three born Canadian who, you know, believe it or not, played in the WOHL, which is the Western Ontario Junior B League, on top of playing games in the MLB. Um, yeah, mm. he was a former professional baseball player on top of playing Junior B um, hockey. So he, he got, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what position he was, but he, um, he, he, I just found this on his Elite Prospects like yesterday. I was like, oh, this, like they added a new player. Like, who the hell is this? And then I clicked on him and found this kind of fact. It's pretty cool. But right now he's a, he's a, like he's a coach or he's a second baseman. Sorry. I just found it now. Like, so right now he's, is currently um, a coach and it's just kind of cool to see that he went from playing juniors for, for hockey, you know, not a crazy high level, but still junior hockey. And he ended up going to play professional baseball. It's kind of a cool transition. Yeah, that is cool. You don't necessarily always see baseball and hockey as the translation. I mean, you see football players and baseball players intermixing. You see some football players and some basketball players intermixing. But hockey and baseball, uh, it's been a while since I've heard one of those. Yeah, I, I agree. And th- this guy, he's five foot eight. Uh, was playing in the in the late 80s, early 90s, and even though he's 5'8", in those 
let's see what the exact total was, if I can get it for you. Um, so 122 games in the league had 466 penalty minutes. So so a bit, bit of a feisty guy. So yeah. I, I don't know how he could keep his cool on, on the baseball diamond, but found a way to make it work, I guess. He's like you, Chase. Not the biggest dog, but very hey. feisty one. Hey, 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 I'm I'm six foot four. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you would, hit him with an outro. As always, like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to you know, go support us on Patreon, that'd be great. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're go follow WMP on Twitter, WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure you go to network.com. You can find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. Wherever you do, don't forget to use code THPN. Thanks for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. Talk to you next time.